before we start, do you want to say anything? Uh, oh, you want to burp? Yeah, that felt good. All right. <laughs> that was that was a little sonic that I had about an hour ago. Oh, really? Yeah. What'd you get? I got mozzarella sticks and an ocean water. What is ocean water? What? Dude, I'm not like I'm a. I'm sorry. I'm not like a crushed ice sonic guy. Oh my gosh! How can you not be? Well, because I grew up in California and we didn't have Sonic. Listen, I'm not a fast food guy. Ah, uh, yeah. Are you even an American? I mean, I am. I'm just not a huge fan. Okay, so tell me about Sea wow. Breeze. Tell me about Ocean Water. Ocean Water. It's so great. It, it is the only carbonated thing that I will ever drink anymore and I only have it on rare occasions Oh, but summertime you know and I got a new jeep and I was cruising with my doors off today and just felt like I needed an ocean water um, it is Sprite mixed with blue coconut oh no it's phenomenal no, blue coconut what is that yeah it's like it's like one of their flavors they put in their slushes. You know, like Sonic's famous for their slushes. Yeah, no, I know. Their limeades and stuff. And they have a blue coconut flavored slush. So you ask for an ocean water and it's blue coconut mixed with Sprite. Okay, hold on. So did you buy this Jeep for this road trip across the country with me? No, I'm Michelle? not even taking it. What? No, no, I'm not even taking the Jeep. Oh, you but you bought a new Jeep? Well, I leased it. So what happened to your Beamer? The lease was up. Oh my god! So you've got you got like a Wrangler with the with the doors off. I sure do. Dude, there's nothing more white than <laughs> taking your doors off a perfectly good car, so everyone can see right in there. Even though kind of dangerous, just kind of yeah. But you know, nothing like having the the wind hitting them thighs to know that you truly are a privileged. White American. <laughs> I can't argue any of this. I mean, here's the, here's the thing. I can make fun of it, but if I had a Jeep, you best you believe those doors would be fucking long gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. I agree. So doors aren't a prerequisite for cars, apparently. No. For safety. I mean, with the Jeep, you can really, you can take off the roof and the doors, and then you're basically riding around in a freaking Kubota with a bigger <laughs> engine. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, you're... <laughs> That's what it is. It, you're very right. Yeah, or it's like the Flintstones car, you know? <laughs> yeah. The only difference between the Flintstone car and the Jeep that you got right now is that there is a, is a floor panel. Also, I have Apple CarPlay. Hey. Do you like <laughs> Apple CarPlay? I'm getting used to it. I'm not. I'm just not used to it. So like, every time I get a... By the way, can I just say how much I love a rental car? Love a rental car. Do you? Love... It's, it's, it's my it's my only opportunity to get into like a Kia Soul. Like a car that I would never <laughs> fucking buy in my entire life. But I'm like, all right, I'll get the Kia Soul, you know? like. Do you pay for extra insurance when you get a rental car? It depends on generally, yes. This is like I've never had more anxiety in my life than the times when I have to decide whether I'm going to spend the extra 20 bucks a day to freaking insure the rental car. Yeah. Because if I don't do it, I have so much anxiety that I'm going to total the rental car that I, I can't even enjoy the rental car. I know. 
And and, and then God if I forbid, do pay for it and I don't get in an accident, I'm pissed that I spent an extra 20 bucks a day. I know. And God forbid if you did total that Kia Soul, you'd be out $4,000. <laughs> no, they're more than that. I don't think a so. A Kia Soul it has to be at least, I would, what, 30K? <laughs> no, in what world do Kia Souls know. go for 30 Look Kia up Soul Look up a 2019. No, 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 no. Because you're not getting a new Kia Soul. Yeah. You're getting old, an old soul. You're getting an old soul. No, you're All not. Right, 20,000. 20,490. All right. Well, anyways, I love rental cars because I'm like, all right, get to check out the digs of this, you know, whatever, this Chrysler Sebring, you know, like, let's check out what's going on with <laughs> Chrysler's stuff. Go. I, I always get like, I always get it like a Nissan Versa. I mean, I always get what the cheapest fucking thing is, you know, unless yeah. like, unless like we're going to Sarah and I have this joke, like every time, like I, we go to Napa or like we go to a place where y- you need to have, uh, like a convertible. Uh huh. It's like, we're getting a convertible, but let's be that's, realist, but let's, nice. let's be reasonable. We're getting a Chrysler Sebring cause it's going to be cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting like a freaking Porsche Boxster. No. No, 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 no. We're getting a, a pewter Chrysler Sebring. Yeah, all right? a pewter. <laughs> Who gets a pewter car? I'm sure people do. To be honest with you, I, I, have, get I, have, I have no idea what color pewter is, but it makes me think of cooter, which makes me think of <laughs> vagina. So I just assume it's the color of vaginas. Probably is. Wait, is pewter like tan, like a khaki color? It's like uh, it's like in between like gold and silver. Uh, okay. Like uh, a muddy color. Yeah, it's fancy. In between yeah. gold and silver is fancy. That's how I'm getting that pewter Sebring because I spare no expense for my baby girl. <laughs> but they always have. I the... got a, so I got a rental car for our Yellowstone trip, but I don't know what it's going to be until I get there. Dude, I'm telling you. Chrysler Sebring knows. It'd be crazy. I asked for an SUV, so, but it's probably going to be like a, what is the Chevy Equinox or something? It's like a, yeah, want to be SUV. But anyways, every um like rental car I've gotten is CarPlay, and I like it. But there's a little bit of just absolute terror that goes with CarPlay because your text messages pop up. You know yeah, they do. Yeah, but, and not not that I'm like trying to hide anything from Sarah, but. I, I'm in some group chains where uh, some guys say th- things are said that are, you know, sometimes are not proper for her porcelain ears, you know, or eyes, I guess. <laughs> eyes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, guys get, no, like, kind of kind of grody in text chains. Yeah. And th- that car play thing, I'm just getting in trouble. See, I have to worry about like which one of my family members is in the car, mm-hmm. and like if a text pops up from mom, my mom, and she's like, "Ugh, Miley or Noah or whoever is so annoying today." Yeah. Like then I have to, then they'll see it, and then it's like a whole, whole fight thing. breaks out because someone read my text message. Yeah, I know, dude. Yeah. My only complaint with the car play thing is it's not Bluetooth, so you got to still got to plug it in. You know, you know, you know who the only car brand is that has the Bluetooth CarPlay? What? BMW. And I just gave it up. Uh, 
Oh, I know. They oh. they told me that because I went. I did test drive the new X3, which is what I had before, yeah. and they were like, "We're the only car that has the Bluetooth Apple Play." Yeah. but it wasn't enough to sell me. That's what that's what you guys are hanging your hat on these days. Oh, that's what they're hanging their hat on. By the way, I saw this today and it made me laugh, and I totally would have forgotten to talk about it if you didn't bring up way too expensive German engineering cards. Okay, here's my sedum for the day. Okay, there was a moment in time that Mercedes thought it was totally worthwhile to put little windshield wipers on their headlights. <laughs> yeah, they did. You know, someone came into the boardroom and was like, guys, I got the thing. <laughs> you know, when you're driving down the street and there's water on your headlights and you're like, oh no, it's not as bright as, as it could be. And everyone's like, no, I actually have no fucking idea what you're talking about. He's like, well, guess what? I've come up with an idea. Windshield wipers for the lights. Why the fuck would we want that? I don't know, because we can charge people more money and they'll think it's like a cool thing. Let's do oh, it. That's the only perk. What, that it costs more money? Yeah, that they can charge more money. That's perk for them. Yeah. But you know what is a game changer is the windshields that have the rain sensor so that you don't have to yeah. automatically decide what speed you want your windshield wipers yeah. to go on because you can never seem to pick the right speed, right? No, it's either never. too slow or too fast. Yeah. The rain sensor picks it for you. It's nice. I know. My dad had one of those Mercedes, and I drove it around for a while. I didn't even know where the button was to turn the fucking headlight windshield wipers on. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly have no idea if it ever did, like, if it was even connected to anything. I or, mean, yeah, you wouldn't even know. How would you ever know if it worked? You can't see it. No, I, I've never even seen it happen. So this is what my theory is, is that it was never fucking connected. They just charged people for it. They're like, look at this great this great feature. And they're like, wow, shit, man, we're living in the future. We got windshield wipers <laughs> for our headlights. And they're like, these stupid motherfuckers have no idea that these things don't even do anything. <laughs> and they're German, so. Svein so. can't be trusted because they're German. And the other thing is, like, so many of the features that come on a car, I, everyone, when you, when you buy it or you get it, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. Oh, my gosh, yeah. this is so great. And then you never even freaking use it. Never. What is, your, what is your favorite thing about your car right now? The new one? I don't know. Just, I guess, cars in general. Cars in general. Honestly, honestly. Yeah? In the winter, the heated steering wheel oh. changes my world. You know what they need, though? Because you're in Nashville and even in L.A., like, they need a cooled steering wheel. Because you ever gotten into a car that's boiling hot and you're, like, trying yes. to drive it with your the sides of your arms, you know? Yeah. Also, like, when the seat gets really hot, it burns my thighs oh, when I'm wearing yeah. shorts. And then my thighs start sweating, and then there's thigh sweat on my seats, and oh, it's not a good look. Not a good look. They need to come up with some solutions. I know. My only thing about, like, the heated seat is, for whatever reason, it induces me to want to take a poo. You know? That's uh, weird. I, I can't say the same. No? No. It, it just because it relaxes. It's relaxing that lower no. region of my body. No. No? Maybe you need one of those toilets Caitlin was talking about with the heated seat. Oh, so Sarah and I, Sarah listened to that episode and she was like, I don't know was, we got what the fuck that is, but when we get our new house, we're getting that. <laughs> and I was like, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Dude. I Sounds need, nice. I need a robot toilet that's just clean my butt. You know? <laughs> that's called a bidet. Yeah. It's going to be a good bidet. <laughs> Took you a second, didn't it? Yeah, I had to say it back to in my head yeah. to get it. <laughs> you want to start the show? We got to, yeah, we got to start. The All right, show. go for it.
Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. <laughs> you want to know what's absolutely insane? Uh, I'm not going to answer that question because I feel like I go in a lot of different directions with that. You just have to say, yeah, I do want to know. Yes, I do. Uh, yes. <laughs> My boyfriend is on an airplane uh, right now flying yeah. from South Africa to London on his first flight to get over here. And that's nuts. Wow. Can you believe the time is here? The time is, is nigh. Wait, hold on. Have you ever have you ever done the Mile High Club? No. It could, have you? No. Oh. I'd like to. I like you've I've never been in a a private jet before, but I assume you're that's old hat for you. And I feel like sometimes I feel like private jet is like that's where you can you can do mile high club stuff and like oh, yeah. no one judges you. On a commercial plane, there's just not the space to do that. Yeah, I know. Like it sounds real hard. But then yeah, the private plane you could definitely do because the bathroom's a little bigger. And if you really had the plane like it was just you and the other person, then you could really just do it all over the place on the private plane. That'd be pretty fun. Although in a private plane, typically like the cockpit isn't closed off the way it is on a commercial plane. Like it's just open and the pilots are just like you can see them the whole flight. So it might be a little awkward if you're like doing the nasty in the back and hey pilots, what's up? <laughs> yeah. The cockpit. <laughs> What a name. <laughs> That's such a weird name. Can we call Pilot Pete one of these days and like talk to him about airplanes? We should. Like, I don't know. Like, are you friends with him yet? No. Man. So, someone are I, you? No. Some YFTer out there has got to be friends. Oh, he's friends with some famous person. He um, is? Yes. That like he grew up with and Sarah knows. I got to. We, we can get to the bottom of this. But where did cock. What are the origins? Let's look that up. The origins of the word cockpit, because yeah. whoever created it was wasted when he did it. And he was like, you know what? We're going to be able to fly around in these aeroplanes where I'm going to sit is going to be where the steering wheel is. And I'm going to invent something called the Mile High Club. And, <laughs> and so someone's like, what is that? And that's like, well, that's when you go a mile up into the air and you do some deep dicking. And they're like, well, <laughs> where are you going to do this? There's only one room in, th in the plane, and that's where the steering wheel is. And he goes, you know what? We're going to call that the cockpit because that's where I'm going to do my work. But that's not really the truth. That's not really what happened. No. Late 16th century derives from an early 18th century nautical term denoting an area in the, in the aft lower deck of a man of war where the wounded were taken later coming to mean the pit or well from which a yacht is steered, hence the place housing the controls of other vehicles. So what came first, that or calling calling it a cock? <laughs> is the real question here. I don't I don't know. Huh. Very interesting. Like, can you imagine like if you were an alien and you were trying yeah. to decipher some of these words? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how confusing that would be? Yeah. Okay, so this is what's happening in my world right now, and I just I'm just a little annoyed by it, and are like just confused. Like my podcast worlds are colliding here. All right, they are. Oh, they are. And I don't know how to feel about it right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I do this show with you, and you're the older sister of Miley, and then I do a show with Steph Pratt, who's on a TV show with Caitlin, and it's 
fucking weird, man, and I don't know how to deal with it, but what is going on? Are you just jealous that you're not part of this whole thing? Kinda, because <laughs> I thought we were pretty close, and I got to find out all this information via Daily Mail. Right. Why are you reading Daily Mail? I don't know. It was the first... It's the trashiest of all the trash. Okay, us, us weekly people. Trash. Tra oh, well, semi-trash. E-news. Trash. What's a good one? There isn't one. AOL News? How old are you? Yahoo? Oh, you're just really, you're going deep. Too deep. Before we get into that, the thing I am going to address is last week, yeah. I asked people to respect our privacy while we were on vacation. Mm -hmm. And you said that they were and, for the most part. Yeah. I got dragged a bit on Twitter. By and who? I was very frustrated about it. People that just aren't using their brains to really think through the situation, I think, because... The people that were being mean about it were just saying that I didn't want the fans to be able to take photos and that. Yeah, exactly. I, well, but here's the thing. Is it really isn't even about that? And because the, uh, some of these fans that were upset were just saying, like, there aren't paparazzi in Italy and we would never tell the paparazzi where Miley is and all that. Okay, but if you would like just take a second to think things through logically, the way paparazzi find out where Miley is is because the fans, harmless enough, start tweeting and Instagram posting where she is. And that's how they find out. Or they start congregating outside the hotel, which causes a scene, which tips off the paparazzi like that's where she is. Like I'm not saying they're doing it on purpose. Like I would, that's not at all what I was saying. I'm just saying inadvertently when the fans start – telling you know tweeting and publicizing where she is that's how the paparazzi found out find out that's the only way they can find out is by through, through other people right and so that's all i was trying to avoid i wasn't trying to be mean to the fans miley loves taking photos with fans of course like anytime she can do that she does do that that's not what i was getting at okay. circle back around to the point of this is the paparazzi did find us and the last day of our, of our vacation was ruined because Miley and I were trying to jump off of the – we were jumping off this little cute cliff into the lake. We had been doing it all week, and it was so much fun. We'd jump off the cliff and swim to the dock, and we got up to do it on the last day, and we noticed, like, this weird boat. And we actually – like, the reason we noticed it is we thought it was a police boat or something. We were like, what is that weird boat doing? Mm -hmm. And when it got a little closer, right before Miley jumped off the wall, she was like, Oh my gosh, that's a paparazzi. And so that was the first time we saw it. And it just like ruined the whole thing. Like we didn't want to be outside because he just kept going back and forth and back and forth right in front of the pool where our hotel is and just and was just blatantly like harassing us and taking our photo. And it just ruins the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I know, you know, because you said, you know, but also like the picture that I saw, it looks like the paparazzi is like on top of you guys. Could have been, a, I mean, there were helicopters and prop planes flying back and forth all day also. And and they these guys just have these insane lenses, you yeah. know? And the, the photos are blurry, which shows you how far away they were. And they're just using a really big lens. So, like, we definitely saw a guy in the boat the last day. They were probably above us. And it's just, like, so crazy to me that it's so okay for that to happen. You know what I mean? And for a magazine to buy photos that are... Like the three girls laying by a pool, like some of the photos, like our legs are spread open and it's just like so invasive and it's just so crazy to me that that's allowed to happen. Well, okay, I can respond to Miley's fans because they're not mine and I know that you're like worried about like upsetting them or whatever, but here's my take on it. Fuck you for getting mad at Brandy about this whole thing because you didn't really know the whole fucking story. 
becomes very obvious. The reason why Miley wanted some serious like time alone was because of her marital situation that no one knew about. If you had known about that, you might have thought of once or twice about like, I don't know, whistleblowing where you guys were because it's very obviously anyone in that situation is going to be very, very sensitive and wanting to like only be surrounded by people that they really love and they really trust or whatever. Obviously, you don't want anything publicized out of that weekend. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and the people that all gave you shit, I assume it was before the news broke about her and Liam. Yeah, yeah. It was like the second the podcast came out, I started getting so yeah. nasty. And 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 just to clarify, I also got a lot of people, and I'd rather talk about these people, I also got a lot of people tweeting and messaging me saying like, you know what, you're so right. Thank you so much for bringing this to everyone's attention. And I hope you guys have a great vacation. Like I had a lot of fans saying that. So thank you guys to the ones that were super sweet and understanding. Like that really means a lot. And I think the more of you guys that recognize that, then hopefully that'll catch on and people will respect you know, her, not only her privacy, but other people's a little more. I just really hope that all the people that were mean to you on Twitter or whatever feel really shitty at like after the fact. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to sink low and, and be mean and whatever, but I will. I just, you know, I just hope people can understand, can just like try and understand a little bit. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not above clapping back <laughs> and digging in. Fuck them. <laughs> Anyways, obviously, I have a feeling that you're not really going to want to talk about really anything that happened that weekend. And I totally respect that and understand that. And my only thing that I'm going to say to you is that I love your sister and I just want her to be happy. And so I just hope she's doing okay and is happy. Thanks, Wellesie. Yeah, I obviously it's, you know, it's not my business to talk about and it's not anything of mine to tell. So I don't, there's nothing I can really say. I just, you know, I'm here for her, obviously, and I've been spending a lot of time with her and when she's ready to talk about it or whatever, then she will. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any music? I could shout out a Ryan Cabrera song if we really wanted to. Wow. Ryan Cabrera. I was his biggest fan back in the day and now I know him and it's just funny. Like, well, how old was I when I loved him? I can't even remember. Yeah. But like whatever, nineteen year old Brandy or whatever, however old I was, would just die. That like now I know him. But I gotta say, he has a new song out, and I really just love Ryan Cabrera's voice. I just think he has one of the best voices, truly. Still to this day, he puts out songs, and I'm like, I could listen to this, like his voice forever. He has a great voice. What what am I gonna say? You know what? I love Ryan Cabrera. Hate his hair. That's where I'm going. <laughs> Well, I bet some people hate your hair. Well, oh, I'm oh, I hate my hair. Right there with you. <laughs> what song is it? Just is it true? It. Is it? Uh, no, that's his old song. On the way, on the way down. No, these are all really, really old. What, what year are you living in? I'm just his song is called "Inside Your Mind." The song's not like out here to save lives or anything, but his voice is just so lovely. It just always is. I'm just always like, mm, yeah. Out here to save lives. <laughs> I 
I do miss like that early 2000s, late 90s sound that he's obviously Me like too. got. You know, like that needs to yeah. come back. Wait, I've I know. I've got um I got one for you. Okay. Are you familiar with the band Camp? No. I am like obsessed with this band, by the way. Like we used okay. to I feel like we played I played them a lot back in like my radio days. It's Camp, but it's with two A's, so it's C A A M P. This is a new song called Peach Fuzz. Oh. Hey little mama when you talk back, I see your eyes light up and I know that I'm just a peach fuzz boy, oh, so alone, no, I don't want to miss you when you come home. Knock, knock, you're coming over a couple times a week. Uh, anyways, look up camp. Like they just have a good vibe, good sound. If you're like into that kind of, I don't know, kind of folky Americana vibe. And then I'm going to play one for you. That's going to shock you. Um, really? Okay. Have you heard the Chance the Rapper with Death Cab for Cutie? No. Yeah, it's called Do You Remember? Sounds amazing. Marks like Groucho, that halo could turn hollow, depending how low. That summer left a couple tan lines. I love my city, they let me cut the line on the damn rhyme. They walk on eggshells and landmines. They communicate with hand signs. I mean, I love Chance the Rapper, and I really love uh, Death Cab. So, yes for that collaboration, dude. That's cool. Very unexpected. Right? Yeah. Um, You know what one of my favorite things is, Brandy? What's that? Boobs. (laughs) Oh, really? Big boob guy over here. Who would have guessed? Actually, I'm, I'm actually more of a big... Um, small boob. Yeah, I want to say small. I want to say like perfectly sized boob guy. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> really, just trying to not uh, yeah. piss anyone off over there. Very aren't true. Also, a big <laughs> fan of the things that keep them perfect boobies in place. Yeah, you know, I've got some boobs, so I happen to also be a boob guy, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to be honest with you. It is not easy to find good bras that fit well. It's been an issue literally my whole life. Just, I don't know. It's just really, it's a really tough article of clothing to buy for yourself. However, I have been trying out these Third Love bras, and I got to say, I'm a fan. Third Love uses data points gener- generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and a premium feel. 
honestly, the toughest thing about bra shopping is there's just not that many sizes to choose from and everyone is built so different. The thing I love about Third Love is they offer more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, which is exactly what I wear. It's just a game changer to be able to have those half sizes. It's so convenient. You skip the trip to the store. You can find your fit on Third Love's online fit finder, order it, try it at home. And if you don't love it, you can send it back. And what I love about this company is they take, you know, used bras that have been returned, they wash them and they donate them to women in need, which is really awesome. That is awesome. And every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it and put it to the test. If you don't love it, you can return it. Hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own, straps that won't slip and tagless labels, no itching, lightweight, super thin, memory foam cups, mold. Oh, they got Tempur-Pedic titties now? Man, memory (laughs) foam cups, mold to your shape. Yeah, I got to be honest. They are super comfortable, and I'm really picky about that stuff. So right now, we are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. You just go to thirdlove.com slash YFT now to find your perfect fitting bra, 15% off your first purchase. And that's thirdlove.com slash YFT for 15% off. Yay, boobs. Yay, boobs. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Real quick, Brandy, I saw that our website is now officially up and running Something we've been talking about for a long time, it's finally happening. If you go on the interwebs and you type in yftpodcast.com, you can go over there and you can check out basically everything that we've been talking about, that we've been loving on. It's like a really good resource because that's the main thing that we get is like complaints about like, what did you say? Like, what was that promo code? Or like, what's going on? This is a place where everything is in one place. Totally. All the book recommendations we have and TV and movies and everything, it's all there. And um, lastly, well, we haven't gotten we haven't done a fuck you very much in a while because we've just been getting really nice reviews. We should start talking about some of the nice ones. Yeah, we should. That Maybe, maybe th- next week we'll read a few nice reviews. That'll incentivize people to go and rate and review us uh, at the app and play stores. Please five stars and then say yeah. something. Nice. Or if you don't. Listen, you can say whatever the fuck you want to say about us. You can say that I am a dickless turd. and <laughs> But if you give us five stars, that's cool with me. You know? And we'll read it. And I'll read that. We, I'll we, go we, on air and say dickless turd. Nice <laughs> I don't know. 
I prefer to read nice ones in the privacy of my own home. I prefer to read the mean ones on the show. Well, can we read some nice ones next week? Yeah. That'd be a fun activity. That's what we'll do. We'll start with that next week. Great. Love it. Okay. What do you want? You want to jump into Paradiso or you, yeah. do, you do? You're mad. I'm going to roast some people. Oh, wow. Okay. I think. Um, <laughs> I'd say I think. I'll probably do it. And then I'll be like, you know what? Just kidding. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. Uh, love me. I wonder if we're going to have the same thoughts on this. I don't know. I mean, I, probably not because you aren't friends with Blake like I am. And yep. I'm, you know what I mean? So I, I, there's no denying like because he's such a good friend of mine. I'm obviously I, I, I don't want to say I'm team Blake, but I'm team Blake. <laughs> you are. Yeah. What is this song? Can you hear it? Here and there. I just want to get everyone in the mood, you know, because like we're about to get in too. <laughs> Have you ever heard the entire song? I thought that dreams belong to other men. Cause each time I got close, they fall apart again. You like how I've taken the, the female side of this in this uh Slowly getting roasted over these hot coals. Wow. Paradise. Okay. So That's lovely. Truly. You're welcome. Because we didn't address Tuesday's episode last week and the text messages that yeah. Blake posted, we got to kind of reverse a little bit mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. Let me just preface by saying... I am not saying that Blake sleeping with two girls back to back, one after the other is okay. okay. I'm not saying that that's okay. And I'm not saying that if that hadn't happened to me, that I wouldn't be very upset because I would be. Yes. But let me also just point out that on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, mm -hmm. when that guy or girl sleeps with three people back to back to back, one night after the, each other on that show, no one blinks an eye and it's totally fine. Yeah. Then Blake goes and does it in real life, and it's the worst thing ever. Okay, so I think the argument there is that um, there's transparency there. Like, when you do it on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, like, they know they're going to a fantasy suite, or they know they're going on dates, and they're being transparent and being open and honest, whereas Blake seemed like he was kind of secretive about it. Okay, that's fair. But it's still, to me, it's a bit of a double standard. And also... He came clean to Christina. I don't obviously don't know exactly the timing of it, but he could have very easily not done that. Um, and and like somewhere along the way, he was also clear with Caitlin about it because going into paradise, both girls knew, right, that he had slept with both of them back to back. So all that to say, at least like it's because that, that would be very hard to do. It's just like go and tell the other girl like that you had done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my first point. So at least he had the decency to come come clean and tell the truth. The fact that these girls 
Blake had clearly already had conversations with the two of them prior to this show. And the fact that both of them came into paradise and ambushed him and brought it up on camera again unnecessarily is nuts. My argument to that is what the fuck did he expect was going to happen? I just think Blake and I've not spoken to him. So please no one think like I'm speaking for Blake by any means. I've not talked to him on the like in person about this at all. I've texted him and that's it. And just texted him to say, here, I'm here for you. I love you. Let me know if you need anything. But I'm just speculating here. But it seems like Blake had had conversations with them and really thought like that they were both like ready to move past it. Especially with Caitlin. It seemed like they had discussed whether or not to own this and, and come out with it before paradise and it from the text messages it seems like she was the one it, it seems like he put the ball in her court do you want to tell everybody or not and it seems like prior to the show they were both on the same page of not talking about it and not making it a big deal and then she comes in hot making it a big deal sounds like he put his balls in everyone's court well, he did probably <laughs> but i'm just i'm just saying i just so you're not team kaylin and not team christina not. right now Nope, nope, nope. Because okay. I just think they both, if if Blake had had the decency, they clearly all talked, like, not together, but each talked about this and and thought, Blake was under the impression everybody was, like, had been talked to, everyone was good, no one was emotionally traumatized, nobody was upset, and he went into this thinking, like, this is going to be, you know, we're not going to blow this out of proportion on national television, and then they both come in and do it. Yeah, well. And I just, like, I'm just, like, why can't you guys just come in? If Kaylin was really there to date and find somebody, then why would she spend the first whole whatever few days just crying about Blake and blowing that up about Blake? Same with Christina. If she was really there to date and find somebody to be with, like you're supposed to be when you go on that show, then she wouldn't have taken Blake on a date just to get back at him. She would have found someone else to go on a date on. And then it's like all this Blake stuff blows up in this episode. And then it's like a switch. Somebody flips a switch and all of a sudden both those girls realize, oh shit, Guys are handing out roses. We got it. We got it. We got to get it together. And they both go manipulate somebody for a rose. Yes. You can't sit here and whine and cry about being manipulated and mistreated and har- and ambushed. And then you go and do that to two defenseless guys for a rose. Okay. Those guys were dumb enough to believe it, which is a n- whole nother thing. It's like, really? Like this girl present talked to you for probably the first three days straight. And yeah. right before a rose ceremony, she's going to come and like, butter you up a little bit and flutter her eyelashes at you and you're going to give her a freaking rose. It's nuts. Yes. I didn't love the Kaylin Cam thing. No. I, I felt a Never, little yeah. skeezy about that. Christina and Chris, it's like, whatever. I don't know. I think Blake made a lot of bad decisions. He did. The way he responds to it is bad because right. it seems like bad acting to me when I watch it. And he's like, oh, my God, I didn't even know. Oh, and then I want to cry. So it looks like I have feelings about this, but I can't squeeze them out. So I'm like, ah, I do think that man is having like severe panic attacks while he's there. Like things are. See, That's the thing is like because I guess because I know Blake so much better. Like I think he truly I think he's just I think he's so emotional and is isn't filtering anything that he's feeling that that's why his his like everything seems so exaggerated because he's just like completely floored that the two of them are doing and are coming off like this. I mean, I, I kind of wish that then if that's the case and I kind of wish that he had been more combative. He did it a little bit to Christina during the date. I'm like, Kaylee, you're doing this. 
But uh-huh. um, I wish he had maybe been a little bit more combative, especially after we saw the text receipts to well, Kaylin to Kaylin to be like, "What are you talking about right now?" Uh-huh. Like I but see, I think. I think he was overthinking it and not wanting to come off like a dick. And he was trying to be this, be sweet and understanding and take responsibility. And, but then I think, you know, it seemed like then watching it back, he kind of saw how in these interviews, the girls were really coming for him and really like just laying it all out there. And then that's when he was like, you know what? I got to stand up for myself a little bit. That's what it seems like to me. Well, whoever gave him the advice to put those text message, those text messages out is the dumbest motherfucker I've ever met. Did someone tell him to do it? Okay. If he decided to do it, then he's dumb. <laughs> but like if you if you like look at those messages, it looks like he's on the phone with somebody. Like, you know, you can see that like he's on a call or whatever. Oh, I didn't notice so that. I think someone was like, You got like some fucking bro was like, You gotta stand up for yourself or something. And it's just like that's was the worst thing you could have done. Cause then effectively it went from, yeah, I do feel bad for him, but he's also kind of slut shaming her in a weird way. And that's a bad look. Like no one wins in this whole thing. And it's more it's true. Of, and it's, it was more of like, dude, you're almost through. Like I know what happens there. It's like a couple more episodes and you're done. And then no one really remembers. Mm-hmm. No one gives a shit. Don't worry. Chad Johnson still gets invited to like all the meet and greets and watch parties. And he was the biggest asshole. And he told Chris Harrison to suck a dick and go, you know, drink mimosas in a in a robe. You know, like this is the other thing. There's going to be a reunion show. He was going to have to come there and just, like, respond to all of it, right? And that was mm-hmm. going to be the dialogue in the reunion show. It was like, you know, I made a couple mistakes, and I thought there was something with someone, and, and then there wasn't, and then I made a mistake, you know, the next night or whatever it was, and I owned it, you know, and, and I'm not perfect. I'm working on myself, and I think everyone would have been like, okay, that's fine. But now the story is he's going to have to sit up there on that stage with Chris Harrison and Chris is going to be like, we got to talk about these text messages. And now mm-hmm. that's going to be the focus. And that sucks for him. That's much worse than the thing that he was going to have to do, which is be like, yeah, dude, I'm a good looking single guy. I can sleep with whoever the fuck I want, really. You know? Yeah. Also, my last thing. If you're going to go on a reality TV dating show, don't have sex with the people that are going to be on the show with you. Right. And you know why? Because that pisses off the show. Because the show wants you to do that. When you're on the show, not before the show. Uh Uh-huh. And so this is the show being like, really? You're going to fucking make the show before the show start being made? Well, guess what? Now the show is about you fucking us over. Yeah. It's my thought. Yeah. I do feel bad for him, and I do feel like he's, like, genuinely, like, losing his mind. He is. Uh, It makes me sad. I know, and I I haven't Mm -hmm. reached out. I don't even know if I have his number, but, like, I haven't reached out to him because it's like, what am I going to say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just know that I've really gotten to know Blake and I've spent a lot of time with him and I know he's a good guy. It's easy for you and I and anyone to sit here and spec and say like, well, this is what I would have done and he shouldn't have done this and he should have done that. I don't know if somebody was doing that to me on national television and like, you know, and it was altering like my like my care people's perception of my character. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I would release text messages, but like, I would definitely try to do something. And if he had, even if he hadn't shown the screenshots and just said, like, you know what, it wasn't like the way that she's saying it, nobody would really believe it. You know what I mean? Like, it would just always seem like he's trying to, um, like, have an excuse or take the take the blame off of him or whatever. But like, seeing the text, you're kind of like, there's no way around it. 
you know, that she wasn't complicit in it being just sex. Like those were her words. Yeah, I will say in Kaylin's defense, it looks like he kind of pick and chose the text messages that he wanted to put out there. Like the timestamps don't really add up to being like one continuous chain of thoughts and events. I don't really know. I don't really know what happened, but here's what I think happened. I think that um, at like the text messages that, that we saw were from like around the stagecoach time. And it very much was like, we're both drunk and like, we were, it's so much fun and let's hook up and like, it's just sex or whatever. And that was the thought. And then I do think that they had a real thing late, like later, then it kind of fizzled out. And I think that's what Kaylin was holding on to was like the more real thing, not the like one night stand thing that happened in the beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think they slept with each other again after stagecoach. Oh, really? Because if they had, I think she would bring that up and say, I wasn't just like a one night stand. It wasn't just, I don't know. I feel, I just feel like as much as she's bringing things up against him, that if there were multiple occasions where they had sex, I think she would bring that up because that would drive her point home even more that he let her on. And she hasn't done that. What are your thoughts on Blake going to Alabama to visit Hannah before the show? That's a whole nother thing. My annoyance with all of this is if you do want to meet these people, are you trying to rig the system, I suppose? Like, why are you going to Alabama beforehand, especially after you've hooked up with two other people who are probably going to be on Paradise, you know? It's just a calamity of errors, dude. Like, it was just one bad move after another. You're right. And like I said, I'm not trying to say what he did was right. I'm not. But I just, I just, like... It's just, I can't just sit and swallow, like, the way these girls are just unnecessarily airing out all this dirty laundry on camera just for their five minutes of fame on television. I just can't deal. Here's my, like, actual thoughts. I think that Kaylin did think there was something between them. And I think she was genuinely hurt when they broke up. And she was thinking maybe, it was almost like the Tia Colton thing. Like, maybe in Paradise we can, like, make this work and, like round peg a square hole and like this is gonna happen and then it didn't and then she was kind of hurt by it mm-hmm. yeah because she i mean she obviously even knew about hannah because in those texts she says did you tell hannah yeah 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 so blake it, it like it's it's very clear that blake was very transparent with her about going to see hannah and sleeping with christina like yeah you know what i mean so she should have known better than to think like, oh, when we get to paradise, he's going to forget about these other girls that are also there and be yeah. with me. Like, he, it seemed like he was just very upfront about all the other things. And, well, and so. Yeah, hold on. Let me finish my thought. I do think that there was a there was a part of Kaylin that was like hoping that maybe like something could happen. And then when it didn't, she just unraveled and was like, you know what? Yeah, screw this guy. You know, I'm going to bury him. Christina, mm-hmm. I don't agree with what she did, but this is how I can like rationalize the actions that she made. She was the victim of fuckboyery in seasons past. She was. And she was walked all over. And I think that she felt that she wasn't a good representation of the powerful woman that she is. This was her opportunity to come back in and to be like, I'm not going to stand for any fuckboyery. I'm going to bury this guy because I know what these guys do because it's happened to me before. That's where I think that she was coming from. And that's why she was talents out. Now, I don't think that that's right. I think that one of Blake's big mistakes was saying yes to the date to Christina. He should have been like, listen, we've done this. Oh, 100%. We've done this. It didn't work. Find your person. They're probably here, but I'm not that person. And also, I want to spend time with Hannah, and I want to spend time with Taysha or whoever, 
and I don't want to lose that time because we're still trying to figure things out because we have figured things out. We're not a thing. Totally. I completely agree with that. I can't say anything. I think that... Oh, I know. You know too much. I know too much. I think that, like, all of your feelings are very valid. Mm -hmm. And I totally get where you're coming from. And I agree with you on the most part. I really do feel bad for Blake. But I would say yeah. this. Before you just, like, write people off and, like, completely cut them out or whatever, or say things you might regret later, remember that, like, everyone has their own storyline and we're, we're only in the third episode, <laughs> you know? Totally. Totally. And later in the season, I might be, you know, eating some of these words. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or you might, have, I, you I mean, might I, have sympathy for other people is, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're only, so let me put things into perspective. We are four days in to filming and people are already losing their minds. That's insane. Yeah. Because, yeah, the day after a rose ceremony, which is the, the episode that we're on, is the fourth day. Uh-huh. Talking to you and talking to Sarah and being like, I can't believe it's already, we're already in crazy town and we just got here. Like, I haven't That's even unpacked so my bag yet. <laughs> and we're in an insane asylum. Yeah. Anyways. That I think, is wild. I think that's enough uh, bachelor talk for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. For one I could app. talk about it all day. I There's know. so much that's going on. I know. They gave me a lot of airtime the first two episodes and then none on the third. So, okay. Oh, sorry, Wellesy. All good, though. Doesn't matter. You got to create a scandal if you want some airtime. I know. And listen, Jorge returns in episode three. And so as the guy who stole his job, yeah. give him that app. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. You want to talk fave things? Yeah. What do you got? I have like a funny thought about a thing that happened back in the day. That wasn't my favorite thing. Huh? Do you remember when, like, back in college, when people would just show up at your house? Yeah. They would just be like, let's see if Brandy's there. And you'd be sitting there <laughs> fucking eating rum and being like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? Yeah, totally. People just show up. <laughs> I liked it. I'm no, what the fuck are you doing here? Get out. <laughs> but I would do it to people too. Because it was like before this this world of like, we just texted everybody and whatever. Yeah. But I think we no, I think I was even texting people and they wouldn't they wouldn't answer. And I still would be like, Well, let's go over to his house anyways. He's just not fucking looking at his phone right now. <laughs> yeah. What a crazy world that because no one does it anymore. Now no yeah. one no one goes over to anybody's house. No, I know. Phones it have made makes it me sad. Yeah, phones have made it so that no it used to be like we'd be like, What do you want to do? Let's I don't know, let's go over to Greg's house and get drunk. Now everyone's <laughs> like, no, it doesn't seem safe. I'm going to stay <laughs> here in Netflix and chill by myself. Exactly. You know? Netflix is the bigger issue, not phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, phones have connected all of us and cut us all off at the same place. It's true. Because Netflix, the and Netflix and Hulu and all that, like streaming in general is really what's killed, I think, people's social lives because before it was like if you weren't home in a certain time to watch your show and there was nothing on TV you wanted to watch, you're like, ah, I guess I'll go out or I guess I'll go to Adam's house or whatever it is. Yeah. And now there you can find something you want to watch any minute of any day. True. Freaking crazy, man. Nuts. I still haven't finished this City on a Hill show, but I got to be honest with you, like it is the most amazing show and the fact that it's not more well known is just bonkers to me i gotta watch it and i gotta start it one of the things that a lot of people have been telling me they want me to watch or listen to the podcast is about the dropout have you heard about this no 
So it's about this woman named Elizabeth Holmes, who's an American entrepreneur and the founder and former CEO of Theranos, a now defunct company known for its unlikely claims to have revolutionized blood testing using surprisingly small volumes of blood, such as from a finger prick. And in 2015, Forbes named Holmes the youngest and wealthiest self-made female billionaire in America on the basis of a $9 billion valuation of Theranos. But the next year, following revelations of potential fraud, Forbes revised her net worth to $0 and Fortune named Holmes one of the world's most disappointing leaders. I guess she was saying that she had this bit of technology that could just take a drop of blood and would run all these tests and tell you like what your ailments were or what you could be dying from. And she was just mm -hmm. making it all up, completely falsifying the test results to like make it real. What? Yeah. So I guess I went to dinner with Alon and Chris Harrison the other night, which by the way, love those guys. And they took us out to like a nice engagement meal, which was, they didn't need That's to That's really nice. And you know, we went to a very nice place and just really glad that Alon and Chris picked up the tab because <laughs> kind of expensive. Really? Not gonna lie. Place is called The Angler. It's in LA. And so if you go there, it's very nice, but very fancy and expensive. Anyways, they were both like talking about like how crazy this was. And they were like, just listen to the podcast. It's amazing. And I guess there's a documentary too. I think Kate McKinnon is actually playing the girl. So that's something I haven't seen, but I want to see. I think I've heard of it also. I think I've had people like tweeting at me to watch it too. Yeah. You got anything? Okay. So one of my favorite things that uh, came into my DMs this last week is I've actually like, I've been trying to go through and read um, the messages specifically when people like start out by saying they're a YFT or I always click on it and make sure I read it. Um, but I wanted to share one that Emily McVeigh sent to me. She said, hi, my name is Emily McVeigh and I'm a YFT -er. I love the pod and listen every week on my way to school. It's probably my favorite thing. Ding, ding, ding. Anyways, I'm a teacher in a small Southeast Kansas school and I didn't know if you had heard about the clear the list movement. A bunch of teachers have Amazon lists to provide for their classrooms. I usually buy these things myself throughout the year for my students. Breakfast, books, and extra school supplies. Any item someone purchases supports my students. If you wouldn't mind sharing the list, I would appreciate it so greatly. Thank you so much. We're going to put this link for her list on the YFT Instagram stories. And I'm going to put it on my story as well on Wednesday when the pod comes out just so we can support our fellow YFTers. I would really like it if we could all like band together and just be like a cute little community that supports each other and stuff. So um, if you guys feel like you could donate a little something, it's really cool. Like I've, I hear a lot about teachers buying school supplies for their kids out of their own salary. And, you know, teachers already like don't make a ton. Um, so I just thought it'd be really cool to support her. Yeah. All right, that's cool. And shout out to Emily for being a YFT -er. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. One of my favorite things was last night I went to the Teen Choice Awards. Oh, I meant to ask you about this. Sarah freaking killed it. It was good, right? Yeah, really good. And she looked amazing. Did look good. That dress, though. I know. And the song is, it's just like very catchy. Like it's it's an ear, I think the right word is earworm. Like you keep on like singing it over and over again. I like uh, to call that a banger. Banger, exactly. Noah would call it a bop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like banger. I do too. Which is you also would. what Blake <laughs> calls every girl in paradise. Uh, oh. Anyways. Wow. Um, sorry, dude. I had to go there. It was just too easy. 
But can you imagine like your first performance really ever singing a song that like wasn't like a Disney show tune or something? Was it live? I feel, I feel like it was. Yeah, it was it was live the tape. So it was live in, yeah. I guess, Central and Eastern time zone. And then it. Yeah, like late. no do overs, you know? No, I know. But anyways, it was it was really an amazing like experience and everything. But what was crazy to me is that like I feel like I'm tapped into pop culture. But like these kids, man, <laughs> they're all about YouTube, the YouTubes, yep. you know? Like, the host is a guy who's a YouTube guy. Like, uh-huh. I know who Lucy Hale is, you know? Totally. I get, that makes sense to me. But the mm-hmm. YouTube guy who, like, married mm-hmm. his best friend's mom? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What? Why is he up there? Great. I'm sure he's a wonderful human and is qualified. But what? And then also, yeah. I don't get K-pop, bro. I'm sorry. You don't. They all are very good dancers. I do like that. Uh-huh. But way too much makeup. Sorry. Are we talking BTS or what? No, it was some other it's some other band that was some oh. other K-pop band. Mm-mm. But anyways, you know, I just felt old. The whole YouTube thing, I really start showing my age when it comes to YouTube because it's just like I'm just this much too old to have gotten on the YouTube train. I know. I wish I had. I'm sure I would have killed it. People make zillions of dollars on YouTube. It's nuts. I don't get it. Talk about influencer money. Those YouTubers are putting us to shame. No, I know. I know. Let's start a YouTube show. You know what? I tried to have one like a while back. And it was just a a lot of work. I honestly couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. It's definitely a full-time job. I mean, like just doing this show is a fucking nightmare. Think about doing a YouTube (laughs) show. This is the easiest thing you do all week. That is very true. I'm allowed to be a uh, like a super annoying proud boyfriend, right? You have to be proud fiance. Wait, what's the boy version? Oh yeah, fiance. That's right. See, I screwed up. By the way, Jordan McGraw is Doctor Phil's son. Did you know that? Oh yeah, get it, girl. Sipping whiskey on the rocks. I never should have left you there. I'm out here chasing ghosts instead. We met at a party, and he told me his name, but then I forgot it. Took him back to my place. Now I That's Blake's theme song, bro. Oh, again, it's just too easy. I'm sorry, Blake. No dings for that. It was funny, though. Got anything else? I don't think so. I just I can't believe my boyfriend's almost here. It's freaking me out. Dude, you got everything, way, you got everything taken care of. No, I got to do all that tonight. Oh, shit. You got sh- sh- yeah. to wax? Well, I got to do that in the morning, but everything. I got to, like, shave my whole body tonight. Yeah, you got to be my nails, the seal. Yep. Spray my Give my fake tan on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get the wax in the morning. Well, then I will let you go. Because listen, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a it's a lot of work. It's rough out here, you know. I re- I could really use one of those bald appointments right now with the laughing gas. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Not looking forward to doing it without it. Oh man, <sighs> I feel bad for you guys out there. It's brutal. Stuff Y'all out don't there. Do anything. They don't do shit. You know. 
He'll probably he'll probably get here. I told him he's not allowed to cut his hair because I want my friend Allie to cut it when he gets here. Yeah. And so he's he's definitely his hair is out of control for sure. And he's probably not shaved his beard at all. He's probably gonna look like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. But like it's okay, and he's still gonna look hot. And it's annoying because I have to like put in hours of work over here yeah. to look hot. Are you nervous about him meeting the fam? Yes, no, just just because like they're a lot and he's coming in like tomorrow night Like he gets here tomorrow and tomorrow night. We're doing family dinner Like it's gonna be who's all gonna be coming in straight into the fire right away. You know what I'm saying? Who's all gonna be there? My dad brazen and his fiance Uh and my sister Miley Wow getting blood and Miley in one fell swoop. I'm saying it took me years to meet them. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you didn't date me. That's true. Well, we did uh, one date. That didn't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's coming in like straight into the fire night one. Yeah. Um, and then and then you know like then we get to do our own thing for a little bit and do our Yellowstone trip and then we come out to LA and he meets everybody else. So. All right. Well, I'm excited to hang out with him. We got to talk about this. Sarah says like you guys are leaving to go to New York. We got to we got to talk details. Yeah, we do. We got to talk deets. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. We'll go. Um. Shave your entire body. I don't know what else you do, but um, do it. Quick question. Yeah. Does it bother you when girls, and I guess when I say girls, I now mean just Sarah since she's you're going to marry her. Um, do, if girls have like really hairy arms, is that a turnoff or like not a big deal? I think it's weirder when girls shave their arms than if they just have like hair on really? their Really? Yes. Okay. okay. I dated a girl that shaved her arms and then. I used to. Yeah, and then when it like came back, it was like, "What's happening on your arms?" Like, I get the legs thing. Yeah, yeah. I used to, and then I just stopped caring. I don't think you have like gross, hairy arms, though. Okay, good. That's good. You also you next time I come in, next time I come into the studio, you're gonna look, and I'm gonna be really embarrassed because you're gonna be like, "Ooh, I take it back. You should have shaved them." No, because I think even Sarah, because Sarah has, Sarah and I have very similar like, I guess complexions, and so Mm -hmm. her she has like. You, I would assume you have blonde hairs on your arm. No, not really. I mean, they're not dark, but they're not blonde. I'm more pro keeping your arm hair okay. on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Less work for me. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. Do that. You do that. Do you have to wax your upper lip? No. Sometimes I bleach it, but waxing it is like not the best for your skin. Oh yeah, that's a bleach it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bleach your stash. It's so funny. Mine's not that intense, thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, go uh, do all the things. I, I wish your skin all the best. I wish your vagina all the best for when Michelle gets there. And, Thank you, um, Wells. Yep. And, uh, you know. We'll see you. I mean, I'll talk to you before then, but we'll see you in a couple, uh, like, week and a half. Yeah! I get to see Michelle Hulsman in person. All right, dude, love you. Miss you. Okay, love you too. Okay, bye. I'm Natalie Barbu, host of The Real Real Podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to The Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.